Welcome to the Serie A Show. All right, everybody, we are back for the, we'll call this the season finale of the City A Show for the 2018-2019 campaign. I hope you are all doing well. Well, we have reached the finish line, Chloe and Nima. The, the, the 2018-2019 Campeonato is in the books, depending on who you support. That's either a good thing or a bad thing. But it was, I, I have to say, in, in respect to recent seasons, I don't know about you, but just from a pure quality standpoint, I thought this season was actually a bit disappointing. What what do you think, Chloe? Agree, disagree? No, I, I agree. I mean the the last uh the the last match um on Sunday night, you know, the the ones that were all played at the same time were really quite exciting and everything kept changing. But I think in general this season, um a lot of teams have underperformed and there's been a lot of kind of disappointing stuff and and I think you know when when you think back to the summer and it was like um Inter had Icardi and Milan had Higuain and it looked like it was going to be like the battle of the strikers and none of it kind of really it just and and Juve had Ronaldo obviously it just didn't it just didn't work out that way I mean who would have thought that Qualiarella would have uh, ended up as top scorer no yeah that's true yeah no, I I agree. I think this is this was this was the season that promised so much and delivered so little. Um, I think when you look at when um, I mean, if you look at how uh, how the Italian teams also did in Europe, I think this is further uh, you know that, that 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 their performance further you know gives credence to to the view that this is a this is a season where the Italian teams took a step back. Um, I don't I don't think they. Um, they did they did that well uh in terms of how they played the big teams definitely disappointed uh the only team that didn't disappoint this season to be honest is 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 atalanta who had an absolutely fantastic finish to the second part of the season uh it's a miracle that they finished third uh, that's their best ever serie a finish ever under gasperini uh a few seasons ago he finished fourth and that was their best ever serie a finish ever that too under Gasparini. So no, it's um, it's it's uh, it's absolutely fantastic what they've done, uh, what, what Atalanta have done, uh, and I think they're the only ones who really didn't take a step back. I think every single team uh, aside from them, except from Spal uh, and maybe Bologna under Mihailovic, took took a step back. Uh, in, 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 you know, and, and some in Inter's case, it was a you know it was a step, it was a sideways step, but. Uh, that is also a step back uh, of sorts, if you will. Uh, I think Roma completely collapsed. Milan did not play the way I expected. You know, no, they did not. That did not turn out in any shape, size, or form in the way we expected it to. Fiorentina could have been relegated, which is absolutely insane. Um, no, I, 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 for me, it was only only Atalanta had a positive season, to be honest. I agree. I thought they were the only ones who really uh, exceeded expectations far above what anybody could have expected. So just a brief review of the table. So bear with me, everybody. We had Juve, obviously, win the Scudetto. We had Napoli, Atalanta, Inter, Milan, Roma, Torino, Lazio, Sampdoria, Bologna, Sassuolo, Udinese, Spal, Parma, Cagliari, Fiorentina, Genoa, 
And then the relegated sides, we have Empoli, Frozenone, and thank God. <laughs> so, with that in mind, with the full table in mind, we obviously discussed Atalanta. How, how would you view the table? Fair? Um, the saying is always the table never lies, which is generally the case. But other than Atalanta, who really jumps out to you that, wow, I before the season, if you would have told me, X club finished in this position, I never would have believed it. Spal for me. I, I'm I'm really, really impressed by Spal. Uh, I honestly thought they were going to have a really difficult season um, this season. Um, and they ended up instead having an absolutely brilliant uh, season. And I think if you look at it as a whole, um, they, I, I did not, you know, they, they did really, really well, but we also have to, you know, for me, it's Torino as well. I'd say Torino and, uh, are the ones that aside from those we mentioned have had an, have had a fantastic season. Um, I think Belotti is, is turning into a real, real, he's, he's taking those final steps to becoming a, an absolute world-class striker. Um, and, and, you know, Mazzari, his, his defensive, uh, you know, approach worked. Uh, the, the you know he the guy doesn't know how to play attacking football so he just basically allows the the offensive the attacking players to kind of just do what they want um, uh, he just you know he just as long as the rest of them follow his instructions defensively um, but I think that it's it's genuinely impressive to see uh, uh, to, to see Torino uh, uh, and and uh, Spal for me aside from Atalanta. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with those two sides. I think um, I'd like Neem said, in their their second season, I think after a, a, um, a momentous effort to stay in Serie A after Spal had been promoted the year before this one, um, I think the second season is is usually a difficult one because how do you galvanise your players again for yet another relegation battle? Um, and I think uh, Semplici has, has done an excellent job in the way that he's adapted his methods to Serie A. He's um, made them really difficult to beat. Um, and, you know, I, I really don't think anybody expected them to finish in mid-table. Um, I think second half of the season, obviously, Bologna really exceeded expectations because it really did look like they were going to go down. Um, and obviously, in reverse, what you'd never have believed was that Fiorentina could have possibly got relegated on the last day. Nobody n- nobody <laughs> expected that. And even at the halfway point, at one point, they were like seventh or eighth, I think, in, in uh, before Chris, uh, just after Christmas, sorry, and um, the the collapse. They didn't win from February right until the end of the season. So um, that was that was a real shocker as well. Just before we get into the the Champions League and the relegation review, we did plan on bringing this up later. But since you brought up Fiorentina, Chloe, there is the news that they are on the brink of being sold so surely given given all of the complaints you've had this season and rightfully so about the Fiorentina management I would assume that this gives you uh, a, a sense of hope a sense of joy how are you yeah, feeling about it's, this? Um, it's I think things have got so bad uh, under the Della Valles that at this point I think Fiorentina fans would take anybody in exchange just because a change is needed whatever happens I mean they've, they've really uh, hit rock bottom in in all respects this season, um, and there, there has to be a fresh start and there has to be a change, um, and and I think that 
you know, bringing in new owners. The, the club has such huge potential. I mean, um, the city itself is so beautiful as a, as a destination that, you know, it, it's so marketable um, in, in that way. They're, they're unique in the way that they wear purple. They're, you know, um, and, and the Dell Valleys have just not, invested the time the effort the money or anything into making them into what they could be um i was having a look and since they took over uh, i think it was 2001 or 2002 from memory um they they the highest they have finished is fourth um and i, I just think in all those years of owning the club to have such lack of even even a one-off amazing season is just it's just it's just been mediocre all the way along and 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 you know even if there's a bit of a um you know a, a, a teething process at the beginning for a new owner I think that just to have someone new and the potential that they could smash through that glass ceiling that the Della Valleys have imposed will just give people a real sense of hope and you know there's that there are, it's, it's a one-team city. There are so so big fan base and so much passion. And and if they can channel that in the right way, like Fiorentina could be, um, you know, a really great side, and they could be regulars in Europe. It's just it just needs somebody with the right drive and passion to harness all that good energy. Um, I agree. I think that you think you just uh, hit the hammer on the or you hit the nail on the head on there because. Um, I mean, one, one, one observation I have, uh, uh, you know, with, with the risk of us, you know, blowing, you know, our, me, me blowing our own horns here at the Serie A show. But we, st- we, we were talking about uh, a few months ago about uh, Sarri at Roma. Then those rumors started and we said the same thing about Gasparini. Then that sort of started. Then we spoke about wishing that the De La Valles would get out of Fiorentina and now they're out. And we also said that I want to, you know, I said that I want to Gattuso at Fiorentina. Now there's actually real reporting being made that Gattuso and Mirabelli are being scouted to take over uh, after Comosso takes over at Fiorentina. So I just wanted to, you know, toot our own horn a little there. We're, we're a little so, bit ahead so of the curve. <laughs> what you're saying is we should change our name from the Serie show to the Serie Soothsayers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Ooh. I like that. I like, I like that. that. Yeah. No. No. But seriously. I, I, yeah. But Nima, I know you. I mean, even from a, I, I mean, even from a pure. Uh, listen, even if you're not a, a, a Fiorentina supporter, if you just enjoy the league, I mean, Nima, you you absolutely have to be thrilled that Fiorentina look to be going into the hands of somebody who truly looks like they're going to take an interest. Absolutely. I love that city. I have family in that city. I've lived in that city. I've been at that stadium. That fan base is amazing. Um, It is, it is, in my opinion, the most beautiful city in all of Italy Uh, is exactly like Chloe says. It is incredibly marketable. They're the only club that plays in a beautiful purple shade. Uh, they, they live in, as I said, one of the most beautiful cities in, in the world. They have a, with, with a rich history, they, they have a, they're one city, they're a one club city. There is so much speaking for them. And Fiorentina is, in my opinion, is a club that should finish in, in the top six every year. Uh, you know, there's no doubt about that. Fiorentina should play in the, Copa, in, in the European Cups uh, every year. I think they are good enough to do that. They are... You know, after after the big four or big five, they they, they sh- that's where Fiorentina should be, and and if Comosso is is the right person to do that, um, who who can galvanize and and you know, get this going, you know, it all depends also on, 
on um, them, you know, on the new stadium. And I think that a foreign investor, because, I mean, he is Italian-American, if I'm not mistaken, um, and he, you know, if he can get them to get, if, if Fiorentina can get their own stadium, a new stadium that they own, and they, you know, then then they're 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 a club that you know has so much to offer. They have a fantastic, um, they have a fantastic history. They have you know all this all these things that Chloe's mentioned, and I think it would, it, you know, I want I miss the Fiorentina that was a big, you know, that was a top side, you know, with the Rui Costa and Batistuta and all that. I think they they're big enough to to be that guy one to be that club once again, and I and I can't wait to have them that as a, as an ob- from an objective perspective. The league needs them. It's the same way that we always say that you know the Serie A needs Milan and Inter to to be strong to 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 battle it out with with uh, Juventus. We need Fiorentina to be to be strong again. We do. Okay, so moving on to the Champions League race, as we also called here a few months ago. This was less of a race and more of a, we cut off our legs. We're going Chicken to see who can Chicken crawl room. to the finish line. It was <laughs> a two and a half hours filled with ups and downs. I couldn't even imagine um, being an Inter supporter or a Milan supporter where you're just up and down in this roller coaster of emotions <laughs> all within just a couple of hours. So at one point we had Genoa relegated. Milan in the Champions League, and then we had the complete opposite with Empoli relegated Inter in the Champions League. So it ultimately ends Juve, Napoli, Atalanta, Inter finishing in the Champions League places. Chloe, um, what do you make of that? Obviously, as I said before, table usually doesn't lie. I don't think anybody would disagree that these four sides are worthy of the top four, but what do you think their prospects are heading into the Champions League stage? Um, I think I think you're right. I think the the table ultimately doesn't lie. And although it was very close, I think you know Inter um, had been in those places for nearly all of the season, and they do um, deserve to be there. And and Atalanta for the sheer effort and the sheer entertainment and everything that they've brought to the league this year they they really deserved it and um it was a just reward after they lost in the Coppa Italia final it, it would be a real shame for them to have uh, left the season empty-handed after after everything they've done um so yeah I was, I was kind of satisfied with how it how it finished um I think Atalanta's progress in the Champions League will depend if they can keep Gasparini and keep the squad together um Obviously, there's rumours that he may go to Roma, so we'll have to see about that. Um, and I think, you know, Inter have have plenty of hope because um, it looks like Antonio Conte is coming in. And I, I think, you know, they, they will at least get through to the knockout stages, which they didn't manage to do this year. So um, I, I'm, I'm quietly confident about that, um, you know. It, there's so there's so many changes to, yet to happen uh, in Serie A over the summer. There are, there's going to be a huge managerial merry-go-round. We don't know which players are going to stay and going to go. And I think that so many teams have underachieved this year, as we've already mentioned, that that, that means there are going to be massive, massive changes. So anything next season-wise is quite hard to predict because... Um, these teams could look totally different come next August. Mm, no, I agree. 
Yeah, no, I, I think that's, uh, I think that's a very fair assessment. It's if you look at the the, the four teams, the top five teams um, in in the Serie A, or even the top six teams, except for Napoli, every single one is going to have a new manager in charge. Um, Juve are going to have a new manager. Inter are going to have a new manager. Atalanta are going to looking like they're going to have a new manager. Milan are going to have uh, sorry, yeah, uh, Roma are going to have a new manager. I mean, it's it's just it's it is literally the end of the cycle, um, and I think that um, you know it, 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 a lot of changes are happening. I mean, with with Milan, you have Leonardo and possibly even Maldini resigning. Um, at Inter, you know, the, at Roma, you have a completely new sporting directorship and a new project being launched there. Um, uh, you know, if 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 the if Inzaghi leaves Lazio, they're 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 going to need to find someone new there. So so, so there's a there's a big changing of the guards uh, going on, um, and new cycles are are you know being ended, and new ones are being are, are starting, um, which is uh, which which is going to take some time for it to sit down. I mean, at Inter, the the you know they they're paying him something around nine ten million euros net per season, and they're doing that not because they're you know they're they're being they're charitable good guys who like to pay people a lot of money. They're doing that because they want titles. Um, you know, Champions League football is no longer just a minimum requirement. It's it's to it's to win the Scudetto within two years. It's to break Juve's dominance. It's to win the Coppa Italia. It's to uh, in the long run win the Champions League. That's where Inter are. Um, Milan, Milan are in a situation where they need to. Uh, you know they need to they need to find a new uh, sporting director. They need to find a new coach. They need a new sporting uh, uh, project entirely in order to to stabilize themselves up there and 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 and, and to follow the settlement agreement uh, which they have with with UEFA um, and and for them to, for for Elliot Fund to to sell them on the same way Eric Tohir did. So they're kind of in their Eric Tohir stage of of their project, and and that's not a very nice stage to be in. Um, and and I understand why Milanisti are frustrated and angry because because we were angry as Inter fans when we were through going through that period. Um, so no, there, there's there's it's, there's a lot of transition uh, going on, and I uh, and Fiorentina as well. So no, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, transition going on um, uh, as at Juve as well. I mean. Uh, who's going to take over? What, 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 you know, what, what's going to be the? You know, is it going to be Sarri who plays a very specific kind of football, or is it even you know Guardiola? Are those insane rumors true? I mean, it, it, there's so many questions that we'll need answering this summer, and as and that's why I'm really looking forward to the Mercato because it's not just the signing of the players; it's also a very clear statement from all the clubs of which in which direction they intend to go. Uh, so I think next season Serie A will be the the most interesting one. Uh, in in a in a very very long time, due to the fact that so many new projects are being launched at the same time. Yeah, I agree. So, of all the so of the four sides that finish in the Champions League places, Chloe, who do you suspect needs to make the most changes in the summer? Now there is the 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 situation of Gasparini, who it looks like, and from what I'm told is more than likely to happen that Gasparini leaves Atalanta to join Roma. So maybe that would change your answer. I'm assuming it would, but of of the sides who finish in the Champions League places, who do you think really needs the biggest the the biggest change in the summer who needs to bring in a lot of names who needs to offload dead wood? What are your thoughts on that? Well, um obviously 
Atalanta are are, are going to need uh, they're going to need whether Gasparini stays or not they're going to need a lot of signings uh, they're going to need extra depth um, they, they, if they keep the uh, core of the squad together I think um, that will be lessened but if Gasparini does leave then some some of the, his players may follow him because they're so attached to him because of the way he works Um I think Juve are going to need massive changes um, because they're bringing in a new coach, as we know, and they're going to need um, to massively refresh their squad to suit the new guy and um, and to win in the Champions League, which is the very, very reason why uh, they're not going to continue with Allegri. So they're, they're going to need um, some some pretty big changes there too. So um, I think... I think Inter are pretty well set up. Um, they they just needed um, someone with a little bit more, say, shall we say, consistency than Spalletti, and I think they'll have that with Conte. So maybe just a couple of key signings for them. Um, and I I think Napoli probably also need to bring in some new players. I think they this season really ended up with a bit of a post Sari hangover, and I think that the the players. Um, the players that were left kind of, it seemed like they still had that Sari way of playing still in them and Ancelotti kind of struggled to to get his own way of playing going. So I think they might make some changes in the summer too, but uh, I'd say mainly Atalanta and Juve. Um, I, for me, it's Inter more than, uh, I mean, it, it depends on who they bring in. If they bring in uh, Juventus, if Juventus bring in Sari. Yeah, you need to overhaul that entire midfield, um, but but I, I don't think they will. I, I don't think uh, Sari. I don't think Sari will end up there. Uh, for me, my money is on Sari going to Milan or or, or even Roma. But if if Roma doesn't, uh, if he doesn't end up going there, I, my money is still on Milan. Um, he kind of he suits the, the style, kind of suits them. Um, but uh, but but no, I, I for me it's it depends on who you appoint. I I think I still think that it will be. Uh, either Pochettino or 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 Simone Inzaghi, um, but uh, for Inter, no, no, you you know, I I'm sorry, Chloe, I don't agree. You need an overhaul. That midfield is just, I mean, Borja Valero needs to leave. Raja Golan, fine, he can stay, but but he, you know, he'll 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 be reduced to a backup role because it's he's finished. I mean, he he he's he's peaked. He's he peaked two seasons ago at Roma, and since then it's been a steady decline. Candreva needs is probably going to leave. They're probably you know Perisic, Icardi, um, Miranda's leaving. Uh, they need to fix, fill the the fullback role with Versalco being an utter disaster. Uh, you know, no, no, Inter Inter going to need a proper overhaul, uh, like seven eight players. Uh, to 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 be able to um, to properly challenge. I mean, uh, Inter. You know, now there's talk of Barella, which I think if if you're gonna have one signing, if Inter are gonna make one signing this summer, they need to make it Nicolo Barella because Nicolo Barella, that midfield, you know, the midfielder that he is, uh, you know, the tenacity, the aggressiveness, the box to box, his, you know, he his his every everything that you know for me everything about him. It is reminiscent of a peak Arturo Vidal, and and that worked out really well under Antonio Conte. So that that is a really important signing Inter need to make. Uh, but other than that, I, th- I think Inter need to really rebuild because you know they know who the coach is. But it, it, with Juventus, um, you know Atalanta and Juventus are in a different situation because you don't really know who's going to be there. I think it would be 
devastating if if Gasperini left Atalanta for Italian football because I don't think anyone can can uh, can handle that that squad and, and handle that situation as well as he can. Uh, so sorry, John. I, I really hope that he stays at Atalanta because I think Atalanta would would be knocked out of you know we're talking finish last in their group with three, six losses if Gasperini left and if Ilicic left and if you know all these other players left. Yeah, I mean, I I think with Allegri available, it's hard for me to <laughs> to stomach the prospect of Gasparini knowing Allegri is out there now. We've discussed on here that we both, or all of us, think that Allegri is destined for a bigger side. Who knows? Maybe something something like Barcelona. Who knows what will happen there? Um, but still, I, I I have always been apprehensive about uh, Gasparini potentially being appointed at Roma. So we've got the Champions League place uh, discussion out of the way. Now, looking at the table, we lost Empoli, Frozenone, Chievo. Um, Are any of us really heartbroken over these three? Nope, nope. (laughs) I can't say I am. Uh, I'm just happy that that we won't next season have to go to uh, that horrible stadium at all. Um, in in Verona, but uh, no, I, I mean I, I like uh, I mean Brescia is going to be interesting to see because Cellino, the madman, is back, and I am really looking forward to you know him coming back because he's a loose cannon and he's a rock star, and and in terms of Italy having a having a the Serie A having a history and and tradition of crazy, literal insane presidents, he will be waving that flag proudly. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but no, I I, I, um, I, I, I I won't miss. I mean, the only team I will miss is Empoli because I really, really liked what they did um, in terms of how they played. Caputo, uh, Traore, etc., etc., and Andrea Zoli. I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen it. I can really recommend it. I mean, after the after the game against Inter on Sunday, the press conferences, Spalletti uh, was waiting for Andrea Zoli to I come to the I saw that. Yeah, that was nice. The press room. That was really nice, and they hugged each other. And he said, "You don't deserve to, you, you know, you didn't deserve to go down." I'm really sorry, and, and and everyone applauded them. No, it was it was it was really nice to see, and 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 I think it was, uh, and I, and I would and I wouldn't begrudge them a return because I think towards the end of these past few weeks they've played some really really good. Football. Chloe, I know you're devastated over Empoli going down. No, <laughs> well, Fiorentina fans think that it's um <laughs> it's a, it's below them to call that a derby, so they don't. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, geographically it is a derby, obviously. Um, I <laughs> I um, have a couple of friends that are season ticket holders at Empley, and um, I have to say, from talking to them, um, Empley are quite a re- well-run club. Um, they have this um, family ethos where they um, they sort of. Um, they, they have the sort of slogan "We are family" in English, and they they really value their younger supporters and things like that. Um, I, I like them in in the way that they approach things, and I I did feel sorry for them because they they played ever so well against Inter, and um, what Fiorentina and Genoa did, um, which which was play for Biscotti, a pre agreed draw. Was, um, was awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I 
So, you know, I really did feel for Empoli. Um, I think, you know, they, they, they so desperately need this new stadium to be built because their current stadium is just horrendous. Um, so, but yeah, I, I probably would have preferred Udinese to go, but I, I can't say I'm totally devastated that it was Empoli because I do think that they they are quite a small side and they do need to modernise and they're never going to be, apart from a couple of freak seasons, they're never going to be proper challengers, uh, even for mid-table. So, yeah, um, Chievo and Frosinone obviously clearly deserve to go down and and Empoli were a little unlucky, but but that's, that's the way it goes. Yeah, that is the way it goes. So I want to discuss, we got into it a little bit, but I did want to discuss sort of this managerial overhaul that is going on right now in City. I mean, just looking, even if you look at the top 10 sides, I mean, we're looking at several clubs potentially changing managers. We already have Roma looking. Uh, just this morning, we had Gattuso officially leave Milan, who is going to be followed by the sporting director, Leonardo. So what are your thoughts on this sort of managerial uh, merry-go-round going on right now in City? Uh, for, for me, that I mean, that may be more exciting than some of the actual play on the pitch this season because some of it, especially in the lower half of the table, was horrendous. I'm curious to see what a lot of these sides do. I, th- I think it depends on which club we're talking about. Uh, in terms of with Juventus and Allegri, I think that was the wise decision for both Juve and Allegri. Five years is a very long time. He'd won everything there was to win, two Champions League finals. That that had that that relationship had kind of reached its logical conclusion. Um, so so that, that that isn't a failure. I think that was that was a natural decision. Um, the same way, if if Gasperini were to leave Atalanta, I think it's safe to say that you know. That 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 relationship kind of reached this national, you know, natural conclusion as well. Uh, you can argue because you know Gasperini's been there for for three four years. He's done an excellent job. You know, he he wants to prove himself in 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 bigger in bigger situations and bigger piazza, if you will. When it comes to when it comes to uh, Inter uh, uh, to a lesser extent, but but above all, Milan and Roma and Fiorentina. Uh, them, them. That, for them, it's it's an it's an it's a disaster. I think it's a, it's a complete and utter failure by the owners to to see these two projects capsize the way they have. I mean, Roma disintegrated before our eyes mid-season. Uh, Monchi just left, packed up and left. Um, and then uh, and Milan, all you know, they they had to rebuild their squad in January again because Higuain didn't work out. Um, and and then and and then now you see the coach leaving and the sporting director leaving and even even the technical director Paolo Maldini leaving. So that that just goes to show that uh, it, it was a complete disaster by the owners uh, by by the Elliott Fund. And and the De La Valles we've discussed so many times we don't need to rehash that again. But but for me those three sides in particular uh, the, the the blame is to go to the owners because they they clearly failed. In, in their in their new projects uh, or in their projects in, in Fiorentina's case, um, for Inter I would say it was it was a it was a, it was it was a disappointing season because it promised so much and, and didn't deliver in Europe. Uh, Inter were supposed to get into the Cup Coppa Italia semi final. At least they failed that as well. And then you know if you look at it over two seasons, Inter failed to 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 improve on last season, and that in itself in and of itself is a failure. So. 
uh, I, I'd say that Roma, Fiorentina, and, and Milan really failed. Inter barely passed, slash barely failed, if you wish. Uh, but uh, and Juventus and Napoli, uh, they they and, and Atalanta, they they you know they they, they all passed with flying colors. It, it really depends on each club the way you view this. Um, I mean, obviously you have to view it independently, but. Nima, you mentioned about Gattuso potentially going to a side like Fiorentina. Chloe, is that something you would like to see or would you like to see Montella continue? It's really hard because it's a case of which Montella is the real one because obviously he did really well with Fiorentina last time. Um, Whenever he's come in uh, mid-season to a, a club like with Sevilla, with Sampdoria, he's he's not done very well, um, and I actually think he probably could do okay if he was given a full preseason and you know he could build a side that suited him. Um, but I think, unfortunately, it's come to the point where they hit such a a low that it's going to need a complete fresh start and I think that might mean a complete new guy in charge um, I like Gattuso I think that he has got the right kind of personality to manage Fiorentina I think that he um, they need someone who can lift them and, and I think he's really really good at that um, he's very honest which the fans will like Um He's obviously got limitations, but I think perhaps in a rebuilding season, that might not be too much of a concern. Um, Long term, if they've got, if these new owners have got ambitions, then probably like Milan, he's he's not the right man. But um, I, I, I don't, I think it would just be interesting to see what he could do. I'm, I'd be, I, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd have a massive opinion either way if he came in. I think I would just like to keep an open mind. He does seem to have a lot of the right attributes. Um, so, yeah, but I think um, it, it just needs a change. It just it just needs – everything needs to be uh, redone from the squad to the owners to the player. You know, everything just needs revamping. That's fair. And I think one of the other managerial situations that is sort of uh, not being talked about as much, obviously, because you have Fiorentina, Atalanta, Roma, Milan, the situation of Bologna. I mean, Miha did so, so good there upon his return. He has told the club that he wants to take two weeks to think about it. And this is presumably to see if he gets an offer from perhaps a bigger side. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, of all the the potential changes in the managerial uh, tree in Syria. I think if Bologna were to lose him, especially given the way they've played this last uh, month and a half, I think that that could be more devastating than the likes of uh, Gasparini at Atalanta. Now, maybe not, but I I still think it would have a massive, massive impact. And I I just feel like it's not getting nearly the amount of discussion that perhaps uh, Milan, Roma... I mean, do you two agree with that? Yeah, it, it would be a yeah, huge loss. Absolutely. I, and absolutely. I think he he himself would be better off staying there because, um, you know, I, I, I think he's done a great job there. They, they've they got 
American owners and, and they, you know, they may well choose to back him considering what a good job he's done. Um, and I'm not sure, maybe Lazio, but I'm not sure where else he could go to sort of, I don't, I don't think he's got enough to manage a club on a, a higher, a much higher level than Bologna. So I actually think he's better off staying put and doing a really, really good job there next season. I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's exactly what he's holding out for. I think he's absolutely holding out for see if the Lazio job becomes vacant because uh, if if Simone Inzaghi will leave or if he will stay. Uh, and, and and I think he would be the natural uh, heir to, to Simone Inzaghi. I mean, Mia, you know, this, this just Bologna job that he took over was kind of to, you know, this was supposed to be his redemption job after the complete disaster at Torino. Um, and he really did well. I mean, Bologna played some excellent football. They they give they had some excellent results, uh, and he delivered and then some. Um, and I think that Lazio job is absolutely the one he's gunning for. He's already been at Milan and failed. He can he can only be Juventus coach in his own dreams. Uh, there's no chance that he will ever take over Inter either. Uh, with, with you know who, who who's who's over uh, you know who, who've got Conte, so I think the the, the Lazio job is the one he's gunning for. Um, so um, yeah, no, I I think uh, that that's, that 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 will be very interesting to see. It it is kind of like dominoes, isn't it? It's 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 if one pawn falls, all of them will you know will if one all of them will give, if have like a ricochet effect and and all of them will fall. And I think that we'll we'll see that soon. Um, uh, with with uh, with Lazio uh, with with Simone Inzaghi, I I think after the Champions League final we'll we'll see because Pochettino has been making dropping some really really strong hints about who he about what he wants to do in the future. Um, and and again, five years at a club is a very long time. Uh, so so I think we'll have to just have to wait and see till next week. But if I were to if I were to gamble, uh, if I were a gambling man, and I'm not saying people should be, but if I were, I'd. I, I, I think that in the end we'll see um, we'll see uh, Simone Inzaghi at uh, Milan. Uh, I think we'll see Pochettino at Juventus. I think we'll see Conte obviously at uh, at um, at, uh, at Inter. Uh, I think we'll see Gasperini, as you said, John. I think to to in Roma, uh, and I think we'll see Mihailovic go go to Lazio. Yeah, I I mean for me, I think that's someone he's gunning for as well. But again, we've discussed it previously on here in a in an earlier episode, but I feel like he's one of those guys almost sort of like Gasparini where you have to have the self-awareness to realize what your true level is. And I think for Miha to even contemplate leaving Bologna is a huge 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 mistake. We saw what he did at Milan, it didn't work out. He didn't last very long at Torino and look at where they are now. I just feel like he lacks the self-awareness to realize, you know, this is where you're supposed to be. Some <laughs> managers have it. Others don't. Um, obviously, everybody has high ambitions. You want to you want to take that next step, regardless of where you are and where you've been. But I just feel like he is perfect for Bologna. And, again, the way they played the last two months, I just think for both sides, for both of them, for the manager and for the club, it would be absolutely ridiculous to even contemplate for a second moving on from each other. I think what each of them needs and where they are right now, I think they need each other. I think that's a perfect match. So I think it would be absolutely ridiculous 
for him to even contemplate for a millisecond leaving Bologna. And again, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, anybody who's followed me, I mean, Lazio, it always seemed at some point he was destined for there. Uh, I just feel like that is something that could potentially wait. But we will see how that ultimately plays out. Now, we've discussed him a lot, but I want to just touch real quick upon Atalanta. So let's just say for the sake of this discussion that uh, Gasparini decides to leave, goes to Roma. Who in the world would you put in there? Because you have these players who are so tightly knit into Gasparini's system. I couldn't even tell you a good name because I feel like any suggestion that you throw out is going to have so many flaws. So where where do you even begin with Atalanta if they were to lose Gasparini, Chloe? Um, like you, I have no idea. Um, I think when a coach builds a side that is so specific to him, he's got they've got. I mean, their their real strength is there in their identity, in the the way that they work for each other, the way that they play, and that is all Gasparini. And if they remove him, I. I just I feel like it's just going to fall apart because he's the one that knits them together. He's the one that has created this squad, this the way that they play, their outlook. Everything is Gasparini, and I every I you know available coaches and people pop into my head, and then I think no, that wouldn't work. So I I just I fear for them. I really do because I. I don't. I just don't know who they could really bring in, and and who could even. I can't think of somebody who could just steady the ship for a bit. <laughs> Not, never mind achieve what Gasparini has achieved with them, and and um, it, it's just it's just because the, he's created a style and a an identity that is is so specific to him. Yeah, I mean personally, I'd say if if you're gonna go. I would love to see. I, I I I'd love to see a Deserbi go there um, because I, I really like his brand of football and I think he could he could organize them uh, in a in a in a way that is different from uh, very different from Gasparini. But I think he would get the most out of them um, uh, as well. I, uh, but but I think I I honestly I honestly think that the Percassis are gonna you know this is the first time they're in in this situation and I have this feeling that they're gonna. Um, lose their minds a little bit and go for Prandelli, who I think is available uh, after being, you know, uh, dropped from, you know, being released from his contract and duties from Genoa, and I because he he will be available, and and I think that that would be just a huge mistake. I actually think that if Atalanta were to appoint uh, him, they could get relegated even. Um, and 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 but I just I just hope like I, I know I, you know this is counterintuitive a little bit but I, I really really hope that Gasparini makes up his mind and 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 decides to stay at Atalanta for one more year I really really hope so. Now what about Milan, uh, Nima? You threw out uh, Simone and Zaghi. Chloe, who would you like to see, or who do you think would be the most pragmatic choice for them? Um. I tend to agree with Nima in that I think Inzaghi is probably ready for a, a step up, um, and I think um, Milan is a step up from Lazio, and um, he's already he's already played in the Europa League. He's um, I think I think that he he deserves a chance at a, a bigger club. 
Um, if not him, um, I don't know. It's it's tricky. I think uh, I, I read something that because of FFP, they're going to have to sort of scale things back and rely on younger players. So um, I guess Gasparini would be good in that case if he, if they if they brought in a load of youngsters and tried to cull the wage budget a little bit. Um, it's funny that nobody's mentioned Stefano Pioli in these discussions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> or Eusebio Di Francesco. I was just um, trying to think if he was available, and I thought, he's available, and I thought, yeah, nobody wants him. No. Well, that's no. incredible. No, I, I think... <laughs> it is, but I don't think they do. <laughs> no, the Pioli high, as I said like a few episodes ago, the Pioli high, it's it's beautiful for those 15 minutes, but the, the, the come down, the crash afterwards yeah. is, is not nice. I guess, I guess if Mihailovic left um, Bologna, I guess they could. Now, one of the names yeah. that I am shocked that nobody has brought up is Gianpaolo at Sampdoria. I hope he stays there. I, I really, really like the football he plays there, and he's got a squad that really suits his football. So I hope he stays there. I, I, I really, really do. Um, I, I, but I mean, the last thing I read was that he said that he's told the club what needs, to, what he thinks needs to be done. Otherwise, there's no point in him staying. Um, and, and that's kind of an ultimatum. So that when you do that in Italy uh, with Italian presidents, that's pretty much handing in your resignation letter because you'll get sacked within minutes of, of doing that. So, so I think he, he's he's probably going to leave, and I think that's a shame. Uh, I really like Gianpaolo's football. I really like his Sampdoria, um, but but uh, I, I think a lot is going to happen uh, this with 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 that squad because I think Quagliarella wants to go back home to to Naples uh, for one last season, uh, and given the insanity uh, of the situation when he left Naples, uh, having a police officer who stalked him and was. Uh, pretty much harassing him and was also the police officer in charge of investigating the crimes against him when he lived in Naples and that's why he left for Juventus um, so he never really wanted to leave Napoli and, and now I think he would he would be like the ideal substitute for Ancelotti to bring on uh, you know uh, so so I think that that's something that's uh, that, 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 that I'm, I'm going to be watching that very closely, and also generally speaking, that that Naples, that Napoli project under Ancelotti is is going is going to look really interesting. I think you know he's um, and this is Ancelotti's. This is supposed to be his his Roma masterpiece that Capello did. If you're making comparisons, if he you know if if he were to win the Scudetto with Napoli, in my opinion, that would that would be his greatest achievement uh, in his career because to take a team that not is not historically winning the leagues the way that Capello did with Roma uh, is, is genuinely is genuinely would be genuinely fantastic uh, but but I, I and I also got to say I don't know about you guys but I think that Napoli um, they 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 oh they performed better than I thought they would uh, uh, when after this this kind of sorry hangover under Ancelotti uh, I think it went better they finished second again and 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 they I was impressed I was really impressed of with what they did. I don't know if you guys agree. Yeah. I, I mean, as Chloe mentioned earlier, I, I think maybe they still had that sorry ball um, gene in them, but I thought, yeah, I, I thought they did well. I, I would expect them to take a big step forward next season. Um, we'll see what kind of market they have because they still have, I mean, Nima, you've brought it up before, but I cannot believe a guy like Diawara just 
is just sitting there. What is he doing crazy. on the bench? What is he doing on that bench? I mean, it's like if 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 Conte wants a creative midfielder and he can't get Tonali, get Diawara because the guy is brilliant. I mean, whoever gets him, you know, hats hats off because apparently I don't know if it's because he's injured or what it is, but but that guy, the talent he possesses is just crazy. Um, and 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 this is one of those players that I've I've you know when he left he left Bologna, didn't he, to go to Napoli, and and he was one of those players that I was really really looking forward to see. You know, excel uh, uh, under Sarri, but but obviously Jorginho, you know, Sarri wasn't known for his rotating, and 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 Jorginho, you know, you don't, you know, you don't, you know, Jorginho is the single most important player in a Sarri system. So no, I, I I just can't wait to see what they want to do with with him, and they have such a plethora of 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 good midfield players and wingers. I think that uh, Ilicic coming in, although it makes sense, I guess, in some level that he's a ready player, he's an experienced player. I just don't. I think I think they've got players that are just as good as him on in that squad already. I don't see him elevating. No, that I, squad. I I think that's a bad move. Yeah. I don't think you know he showed at Fiorentina he's he's not capable of being sort of his attitude being consistent. And um, I think Gasparini's done really well with him, but it, it's a it's a too big a risk for me at Napoli. Uh, the other thing I was thinking um, just now yeah. is when we were talking about um, managers. I I think if John Paolo leaves Sampdoria, I'd actually like to see um, Semplici give it a go um, at Sampdoria if he does leave Spal because I I read that he was sort of thinking, he's sort of hinting at um, having ambition and stuff in an interview. So I, I think um, I think after the job he's done at Spal, he deserves a bit of a step up too. Yeah, that's a good shout. I think so too. He's I I actually picked Spal to be relegated this season because I I didn't think they did enough in in the summer to reinforce. So I I I'm absolutely shocked at the finish that they had. So to finish up here, player of the season for each of you doesn't matter. Role player of the season for each of you. Qualiarella for me. That's a good shout. That's a good shout. Yeah. No, he's definitely the one that surprised the most. There's no doubt about it. But um, I I have I can't choose between um, I think Koulibaly was in Skriniar I think the, the way they played uh, in central defence uh, I, I mean Koulibaly especially is is just is is Jen has been fantastic uh, I think um, yeah no I I'd, I'd have to go with 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 uh, Koulibaly yeah I'll break the tie I'll say Quagliarella as well I mean to be that age to score that many goals is just crazy to me um, and he's, he's got um, I was looking the other day he's he's got a lot of assists yeah. as well it's not just the goals um, and you know at, at his age and to to break all those records in his career at such a late stage just just been amazing yeah, I agree. He is so he fits so perfectly in that two striker system under Gianpaolo. So I, I wonder how much of that has to do with the system. Obviously, he's a sensational player. Um, but even uh, Gregoire de Frel, who was at Roma and barely did anything last season, had a pretty strong season. I believe he ended with eleven or twelve goals under him. Um, so I mean that that system of Gianpaolo is almost tailor made to help um, help the striker score. So. Other than player of the season, who, whether it, it can be, well, if we say team, I, I assume we'll all have similar answers. <laughs> who, is the pl- who is the player 
that underwhelmed and was most disappointing for you? Again, regardless of role, whatever. Chloe, who was the one that disappointed you the most? Um, There's a lot of candidates. They, yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Um, I think Jekko, I guess, has been... Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he... Yeah. That's a good job. He's been very disappointing. Um, I don't know. I, I don't particularly rate him very highly anyway, but I think compared to his numbers in previous years, he's he's not really done very much at all. Yeah. Nima, how about um, for you? For me, it's... Uh, I mean, if we're, if we're disregarding and not taking consideration into injuries, uh, you know, the fact that they were injured, blah, blah, blah. I, I, for me, it's a toss-up between Pastore and Versalico. I mean, Pastore is Roma's most paid player, and he's, what, played five games, started five games, six games this season? Uh, it's it's incredibly disappointing, because he is one of my absolute favorite players. And same thing with Versalico, Inter, fullback. I mean, you saw in the World Cup what he was. He comes to Inter, and they send him back after three months where he's barely played because his knee is, he needs his knee surgery, reconstructive knee surgery. That, to me, is incredibly disappointing, given the high loan fee that Inter paid, and we're going to redeem him. So, um, no, Pastore or Versalco, I'd have to say. Simeone, too, as well, actually. Um... Oh, you just took it right oh, out. Sorry. Okay. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's okay. Uh, so I had I had like a three way tie. I I had Simeone, I had Iguain at Milan, and then I had um, uh, Javier Pastore, who close name. He's the second paid player behind Jekyll, but that's okay. Um, who you may get yeah. to enjoy soon, by the way. But um, oh dear, yeah, Pastore. Uh, when you couple him with the fact that Roma could have had Zayek from Ajax, just makes it just. It's not only it's like you're getting stabbed in the back, but then it's like you're twisting the knife <laughs> clockwise about a dozen times. So that really hurts. Um, yeah, Simeone. I mean, my goodness. From what we saw last season, Chloe, I, I thought he was ready to just explode, yeah. but he really disappointed. And then who was the other? Hold on, I had Iguain, three. You said. Oh yeah! Oh my goodness, Iguain at Milan. I mean, that goes without saying. I thought he was um, going to be amazing for them. I really did when he joined. So did I. I thought he would be really, really good. Um, he got off to an extremely slow start, and then the way he pouted to get his way out of there was just the most eye-opening thing of the entire saga with him. I mean, pouted and forced to move. I mean, well, that was the that, that was the crazy. best thing to have happened to Milan because otherwise they got Pion. Pion oh, of course. I mean, no, no, but Piontek is the best thing that Milan have done in years. I think that is the most exciting, you know, smartest and interesting signing they have done in in a very, very long time. Um, so no, I, 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 for me, that was like, that was just, you know, thank God for small favors for, for Milan. Um, no, I, I think, yeah, speaking of players of the season, I'd have to say, uh, Piontek would be have to be up there as well for me because the development he's had, I mean, you play in the Polish league 12 months and then later on you score 22 goals, uh, for both you, Genoa and Milan and, and, and you, you, you know, the, the, the development he's had is simply sensational. Yeah, I also wanted to throw Duvan Zapata in there. I thought, mm -hmm. oh my goodness. Um, wow, did he, what a season he's had. I mean, he's gone, I, I feel like it was just yesterday where he was at Napoli and he was the sort of unknown quantity. He was supposed to be the uh, the, uh, the the backup to Iguain. We knew nothing about him. He goes on loan to Udinese, goes on loan to Atalanta. He goes to, or he didn't go on loan to Atalanta. He went to Sampdoria. 
does well there. Then he moves to Atalanta. And then this season, he has this just incredible breakout. I thought he was absolutely sensational. Yeah, and he's, he's clearly done something sort of fitness-wise as well because he looks he looks almost like half the man he was. He looks really um, kind of lean. And yeah. um, I, I just think that's made a, a massive difference in the way that he plays. Yeah, so between he and Balotti, do you think... Do you guys think that both of them are ready for that next step? Absolutely. I think both are. Uh, I absolutely think both are. However, I don't think, I think that Zapata will stay put at Atalanta simply because um, they're going to, the, the money they get for Petania, they're going to use because they have this, you know, they've loaned him with, a, with an option to buy, and which they will exercise. And they're going to use that option. Uh, the the money that they're gonna get from 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 Patania, who's in a similar similar deal uh, in Spal, they're gonna use that to activate his clause uh, from Sampdoria. Uh, and I don't think you know it depends on for Inter. It's very clear that 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 Conte wants that kind of a striker. Uh, if Inter can get Romelo Lukaku, or, who's 26, or if they can get Duan Zapata, that's 27, 28. I think I think they want Lukaku because of the fact that he's he's used to playing in big clubs and, and big 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 matches, whereas Zapata hasn't in the same way in the you know as far in the same way that that Lukaku has. So I think it kind of depends uh, on that. Um, but but Belotti for sure. Um, I think Belotti to Roma to replace Dzeko is, is is almost a given, to be honest. So congratulations, John. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've had some doubts about him, but I think this season he's managed to quell some of those. Um, so we'll see what ultimately happens. So that is it, guys. The 2018-2019 season is done. Um, we haven't really discussed, uh, all three of us, we haven't discussed what we plan on doing if we're going to do the occasional episode during the summer if we're going to wait until next season. I guess we will tweet that out whenever we come to a consensus. But I'm glad we did this. This has been really, really fun. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed doing this with you too. Yeah, I agree. It was I was gonna say I wanted to thank you, John, for for for, for coming up yeah. with the idea and contacting me and Chloe because this has been this has been such a fun uh, fun thing for us to do and and from the you know from the reactions from everyone who's been listening that you know I'm so grateful that you guys have enjoyed it as much as we have. Uh, very grateful for that. Um, so uh, yeah, no, this has been great fun. Uh, despite the, you know, it, it, and it's been for the three of us, it's been a season where. It's been draining mentally uh, because our it's like all our clubs have kind of disintegrated or, or imploded in different forms. I mean, Inter turned into a reality show uh, with with the Icardis on and off the pitch uh, and all the madness going on there with Spalletti. Uh, Fiorentina, you know, with Pioli and everything, <laughs> not having a midfield for most of the season, and then the Roma, and then the Roma project under under with with Monchi just basically checking out and saying, "See ya," uh, in the middle of the season. So so it's been it's been nice to commiserate with you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been really good, just so enjoyable. Yeah. All right, everybody, we will end it there. Again, we will tweet out our plans. I, I would like for us to get together during the summer just because, again, there's going to be so many changes. There's going to be so many player trading, managerial appointments, managerial sackings that it's fun just to take stock and discuss things as they happen. So we will certainly tweet that out. Again, thank you, everybody, so, so much. I mean, we we started this a few months ago and the response we've received has been absolutely incredible and very overwhelming. So thank you so much for listening, for 
retweeting, liking, interacting with us. It's truly been very, very, very enjoyable. So we will leave it there. Bye-bye.